This is the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. I'm Matt, and today I'm going to be reviewing a moan about some geeky stuff. So, what I'm going to talk today about today is things to binge watch during the Christmas period. So, I'm going to start with Rebel Moon. Just okay. Found it hard to get into. Not keen on the main character. Like the special effects to a certain extent. Kind of got it. Watched to see what all the hype was about. A first scene where she was farming, the backdrop the backdrop of the other planet looks so fake. Indulgent, Star Wars with Man of Steel blasters, minus a great story. Um, not sure I like the villains dressing like M. Bison from um, Street Fighter. Um, I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. So, it, it's not that, it's not, it's not even worth a watch, do you know what I mean? It just, I was just lukewarm about it. Something I'm not lukewarm about is Blue Eye Samurai. Um, it's some of the best fight choreography that I've ever seen. Great series, great voice acting. I believe them. The series follows a Ronin who is out for revenge against the four white men who came to Japan. Uh, one of which is their father. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do that with a relatively spoiler-free synopsis, basically. It was produced um, by Blue Spirit Production, a French company. France's... It's on its way to being the top for animation, so that's what I'm loving about it at the moment. Uh, one thing that I loved about the series, unlike some other anime, is the main character is an invulnerable. Um, they take a hit, almost die, and it takes them time to heal up. You kind of see some of these animes where the the main character is some sort of supernatural power, and I've, I kind of feel like the, the main character, Mizu, is kind of like, they, they think that they are... Yeah, you know, other people think that they're supernatural in some particular way, but actually they're not, do you know what I mean? Um I feel like the series in general is just it is awesome. Um it's great. Um although I'd probably put down the fact that um Mizu didn't die in a lot of this down to her sidekick Ringo, who's um voiced by Masioka, who is Hiro Nakamura from Heroes, if anyone knows that. You know, I kind of feel like he plays a great role in the whole thing. So, yeah, I feel like if, as sidekicks goes, you're not going to get much better than that. Um, what else have we got? So it's utter carnage from start to finish. Finish. It's 18 rated. Sex, killing, blood, brains, guts. Great series, and I'm looking forward to season two, which Netflix has already announced, um, which to me shows just how good it is to them as well, as Netflix cancels everything. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10 only because they have an unnecessary character plot point where uh, a character seemingly, the main character seemingly falls for her childhood bully, which to me just wasn't very realistic. <laughs> Other than that, it's a complete 10 out of 10 because it was brilliant all the way through. Um, another thing to watch this um, Christmas season, Nimona. Um It's on Netflix. Um, I loved it. Um, loved the story and the animation. Um Unlike other animations, um, it improves on the illustrations in the comic because I feel like the illustrations of the comic aren't as good as the animations that come from the uh, the film. The story is about a knight being framed for murder of the queen, and the only person who can help them prove their innocence is a shape-shifting teen girl called Nimona, um, who it subsequently is the monster that the other that the knights are sworn to kill. Uh, I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Animation isn't as good as Blue Eyed um, Samurai, um, so lost points on that, mainly because I watched Blue Eyed first. Um, other than that, absolutely 
well worth a watch, okay? Um, next up, um, Legend of Korra. Um, not as hardcore as Nimona, not the same level as Blue Eye Samurai, but great in its own right. It has superior animation from The Last Airbender, so if you've watched The Last Airbender, you'll get what I mean when you watch it, okay? Um, it follows the new avatar, Korra, um, who comes from Southern Water Tribe on her adventures to master the four elements. Uh, anyone who knows anything about the avatar is that he's a master, he can master every you know, earth, fire, um, air and water. I have to think then for what this, the third one was. Um, but, yeah, realistically, it's a, it's a great series. It's more kid-orientated, I get that. Um, I enjoyed the series and was a little sad that they only did four four seasons. Um, I know that they have at least another Avatar book coming out, which follows the next Avatar after Korra, so I hope that they make a cartoon to go along with that. I'm giving that an 8 out of 10, just for the fact that it's more kid-orientated, okay? Uh, another thing that's slightly more kid-orientated, but it it still reaches an adult level, is Voltron Legendary Defender. So it's on Netflix. Great story. I've mentioned this in recent podcasts um, with great voice acting. So um, I've talked about um, Stephen Young. He He's in it. He is, um, he is Keith in it, one of the main characters, and he's brilliant. I kind of feel like this is the thing with it, that uh, the voice acting in these other things... I feel like they, they've picked, they might have picked, a sp- Blue Eye picked quite, yeah, quite known characters, but they're all Asian, they're all, they all fit the part, obviously it's Step Fit, Abijar uh, um, Fowler, because um, obviously he's not Asian, but the rest all fit the, fit the actual, you know, the role, whereas I feel like, Stephen Yeun in Invincible fits the role, but I feel like there's so many other people within that, you know, that series that just don't fit into their voices. Um, Sandro, not for me. Uh, a few others. I could. I've said it before. I said it again. I can't stand Amber. So let's just get rid of her altogether. Anyway, back to Voltron Legendary Defender. So, you know. I can honestly say that the original series wasn't even on my radar. I love Transformers, Thundercats, He-Man, and various other, other series from the 80s, but Voltron was, wasn't, it was never in my business. Voltron went for eight seasons and is probably one of my favourite animated series on Netflix. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10, and that's only because I wish there was more of it. Um, next up is Sense8. I think, you know, I've, I've mentioned this many moons ago, and, um, I think I feel like Netflix done the series dirty. I feel like it's got some it's got some really decent acting in, decent storyline. It's a good series. It follows eight people who are inextricably linked psychically. So they can all call upon each other's skills to get out of whatever the whatever problem they're in. They can talk to each Next up I have the vision of Escaflone. Escaflone? Escaflone? Yeah. Big word finding it difficult to say. Anyway, so the vision of Escaphone. So the series follows a high school girl called Otomi who finds herself pulled from Earth to the planet Gaia um, when a boy named Van appears at a high school track while battling a dragon. In Gaia, she's caught in the middle of a war as the Zyback Empire um, attempts to overtake um, Gaia. So, you know, it popped up as I was looking through ITVX. So if you're from Britain, you know ITVX. Um, and I remember it being on Fox Kids as a kid. Um, some some of you might be too young to remember Fox Kids anyway. So 
anyone out there is a fan of mechas like Gundam, Neon Genesis, Evangelion, Evangelion even, can appreciate how good the mecha was in the show. Uh, it's just the mechanisms in it. It's almost like a bodysuit, and you can just the whenever he does something within the suit, it all reacts. It it's just great animation for that. All right, so it's it's definitely worth a watch just for that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it was a great show. Usual amount of teen angst, and unlike Neon Genesis and Evangelion, can't say that word, Evangelion. The guy doing the show doesn't seemingly have a mental breakdown that leaks into the show and the main character doesn't end up getting all rapey like Shinji did. Um, I'm giving it a solid 7.5 out of 10 just for the fact that a bit too much teen angst for me, but if you are of you know teenage or just slightly older, and you might absolutely love it. And don't get me wrong, I loved it as well. So, right. Next up, we have Squid Game The Challenge. So... I feel like it, it's a boss series. I love it. I love the overdramatic dying when someone loses their you know, loses the game. I'm giving it a seven point five out of ten, mainly because there are so many over the top dramatic people who are doing my head in it, and there's certain people that I'm wishing would just be out of the game completely. I'm not completely finished, so I, I haven't got any like complete overall score for it though. Other than the fact that I'm loving it thus far. I think I have one episode left. And other than that, I'm loving it. Next up, I've got Culprits. You know, it had, you know, it's on Disney+. Plus. It had all the bones to be a great show. Left me underwhelmed and a little bit meh. Started off brilliant, but I feel like it lost its way and became a little far-fetched. I get that it was a little far-fetched to begin with. But it really lost its way. They even killed off the best character way too early. Um, which pissed me off. If you've watched it, you might understand which character I was talking about. You might have a completely different favourite character. I'm not going to give you any spoilers because I'm going to let you make up your own minds. I'm giving it a 5.5 out of 10. Um, got a little too much hype for my liking. And wasn't worth it whatsoever. Um, next up, I recently... Began Began rewatching Outlaw Star. So, when I say rewatched, in fact, I binged all 26 episodes. Space Pirates, Outlaws, Mystical Guns, and Spaceships. What is not to like? Great story from start to finish. The fact it only has 26 episodes shows that the filler is minimal. The main character, Gene Starwind, is is brilliant and the supporting cast is on par with him and I feel like a lot of the time it's very hard to say that about any show but I'd say that this you know the the supporting cast is really just as good as the main character and the main thing I dislike about this series is that it's only got one series I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10 and it's definitely worth the watch and lastly today we've got some festive favorites so Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. If you like any of the others, Home Alone, something wrong with you. You, you, you know, just get a grip. Elf, Jingle All the Way, Polar Express. I can even get on board with Christmas Chronicles. None of the Hallmark bullshit, okay? And lastly, but not leastly, uh, I feel like it goes without saying, Die Hard should be on your, uh, should have been watched by now. In my eyes, best Christmas film. And it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from the Nakatomi building. So, if you have liked this podcast thus far, give me a like, give me you know, a comment, 
you know, tell me what you like about it, tell me what you don't like about it. If you hate me, tell me. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm willing to hear it. Um, I've been Matt, and this has been the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>